You're listening to the Prabhu Podcast for September 21st, 2005, sponsored by HariKrishna.com. I'd like to uh, share with uh, the listener uh, my experience as of yesterday, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, when I met uh, my very old friend, uh, Bhakti Marek Swami, from Canada, Toronto. He was visiting the Portland Temple, and we agreed to uh, have an afternoon uh, walking. Of course, that's his claim to fame. He's walked across Canada twice on a sort of an interesting preaching mission, and he is uh, so. Therefore, of course, it was appropriate for us to go for a nice walk in the park, which, uh, which actually lasted for almost four hours. Soon after we met, he um, reminded me that uh, when he joined in 1973, I was the temple president in Toronto. I was only 25 years old at the time. He's a bit younger, a couple of years younger. He joined uh, the temple uh, as a result of preaching programs that we had at the time where we traveled and visited different universities. And he was originally from uh, <coughs> attending a university up in uh, Sudbury, Ontario, which is um, a town in northern part of Ontario, and had we not had those preaching programs, um, Srila Prabhupada's movement would have lost or been uh, devoid of a, a lifetime dedicated preacher. Throughout his early days uh, at the Toronto Temple, he was renowned as, uh, recognized as our number one preacher, and in due course, he we, the temple pretty well depended on him to bring in Lakshmi, his specialty or his territory, so to speak, was northern Ontario, where he was originally from, and he repeatedly, throughout the year, went back and forth across that vast expanse of territory. Then after some time, of course, uh, he was glad to give that up and dedicate himself to full-time preaching, became a sannyasi, and I'm not sure when, but of course now he's a Diksha Guru and I believe a GBC. He immediately, after we started walking, wanted to get in an in-depth discussion on my, of course, most favorite project, uh, topic, which is, of course, my Sampradayacharya thesis. Of course, that's primarily in the realm of diksha, shiksha, or initiation, and uh, he himself has been contemplating, discussing, and trying to work out for himself and amongst some of his, what I would call, in ISKCON, the left-wing contingency of uh, Diksha Gurus who are primarily Prabhupada-oriented rather than promoting themselves as the um, next in line in disciplic succession, so to speak. He is, you know, a serious devotee, and in fact, if I were to 
point to any example of someone who is not only open to the concept of, pro of promoting and Prabhupada is a Sampradayacharya, which in due course uh, throughout the conversation, <coughs> he was in full agreement with what I had to say. And uh, in he was sort of presenting himself and his presentation of what an Iskand Diksha Guru should be is in, in essence or in substance almost identical to what I'm saying, but without the philosophical, so to speak, aspect which I'm presenting namely that uh, focusing on the 32 what I call Sampradayacharyas uh, that are listed by Prabhupada and categorizing them on this a level far above and beyond the normal uh, Diksha Guru within our lineages and which may be considered like branches of the Chaitanya tree but these 32 are the most <coughs> the thickest, most significant branches, whereas, you know, the Diksha Gurus and Shiksha Gurus, um, who are what I would call sudden Siddhas, or sudden Bhaktas, some have, of course, become Siddhas, and therefore, once you've reached that platform, you become Nitya Siddha. But those who enter into this world completely liberated, and who are, in its essence, uh, sent uh, by the Lord, by either Krishna prior to Lord Chaitanya's appearance and after Lord Chaitanya's appearance I am making the assumption you're sent by Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu which is of course what I consider Bhakti Thakur, Bhakti Siddhanta and Srila Prabhupada anyway we had a very um, pleasing encounter and besides just talking about you know the Sampradayacharya concept which I'm which I've presented uh, in part uh, in my Sampradayacharya paper we talked about <coughs> things which um, concern him and concern myself of course being uh, you know close God brothers and both 100% uh, follower of Srila Prabhupada and share the same opinions in regards to other options that are out there on the Vaishnava landscape, namely, of course, most significantly, the uh, <coughs> Gaudiamath and then the Ritvik and various other minor considerations or options that would uh, present themselves to anyone, especially newcomers. For he has chosen and uh, to uh, remain in Iskon and serve Prabhupada in that capacity and on the other hand uh, I have taken a different road. We in externally it may look as if we're quite different. He's a sannyasi, I'm a householder, he's a Diksha Guru, um, I'm not. His service is much different than mine. I try to encourage him to share with humanity at large and with future devotees and devotees here and on the planet today uh, presently uh, to write down his realizations on the on the various subjects but primarily on this whole guru initiation concept he is not so much um, inclined at this time to do that he doesn't consider himself a writer on the in in this capacity, although he has his 
pet project, so to speak. His claim to fame, besides walking, is that he writes dramas and he is putting on dramas, uh, plays uh, based primarily on Prabhupada's books and pastimes of uh, and philosoph- you know philosophical plays uh, based on you know describing Kali Yuga mainly for the general public, and he's been quite uh, successful. He's got a quite a repertoire of uh, plays and he just finished a stint as uh, um, going traveling with some of the mostly guru coolies or who are now of course in their 20s and 30s uh, throughout um, North America and primarily with the Rathiatras uh, putting on these plays and he has uh, put on this plays with uh, university groups um, and uh, went down to South, South Africa uh, putting on plays and directing them mainly. We just he shared with me some of the frustrations that he's experiencing um, in Eskon in regards to the Diksha Guru concept, which they are now embraced and promote. Which is, you know, we all anyone who's up on the subject knows that it's full of proverbial holes or weasel clauses. And such as no guarantees and, and not uh, leaving everything up to the uh, newcomer to decide who's going to be their guru um, after a relatively short period in the sense that no one except maybe in a, a Nichisidic could ever have a full grasp of our philosophy and mainly of Prabhupada's teachings uh, within that kind of short period uh, especially when the emphasis is on sadhana and not on siddhanta and that this particular subject matter is never discussed at length or in depth. So consequently you know what he's discovered and experienced and in some ways for him it's been a little heartbreaking because he is a Diksha guru and and he's also very dedicated to the principle that the Diksha gurus business or is to train his disciples his or her he's he also believes that it shouldn't be restricted just to males and that um, that should be their one and only business basically they, that, that they, they shouldn't be involved in management that it's a full-time business and uh, it's it's a, it's a very elevated service but you know if the Diksha Guru is qualified and, and serious about taking on his responsibilities as a teacher, which is really the traditional idea of a Diksha Guru. And, uh, but he finds that in ISKCON, due to the nature of newcomers and due to the nature of many of the Diksha Gurus within ISKCON, it becomes kind of a popularity contest or it devolves into sort of a who is the most attractive uh, from a very external and superficial point of view. It's like rock stars, movie stars, and so on. And, uh, and that newcomers are heavily swayed by not only external circumstances, but also considerations like, oh, you know, Indians are better than Americans. Indians don't fall down as much as Americans. Uh, or that uh, by having such a guru you have more opportunities to travel or to where they have a enthusiastic disciple base 
This concludes Part A of the Prabhu Podcast for September 21st, 2005. Hare Krishna.